Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Sparkles and Rhinestones pageant podcast. It is a bank holiday. It's Easter bank holiday. Do we still like celebrate bank holidays? What happens in the pandemic? <laughs> I totally forgot we have two of them. Um, <laughs> when I was asked, are you still working? Yes. I. <laughs> you forget sometimes. Um, but things are opening back up again. Pageant land is tickling forward. Um, we have a new date for our the big confidence event, which has been postponed twice due to it was meant to be in April last year. And of course, two weeks we went into that massive lockdown. It's meant to be in September last year. Then of course they changed it to the ruling of six. So rather than events of 30, they went down to the rule of six. So <laughs> third time lucky. Um with this event. I'm super, super, super excited. I will talk to you about it before I talk to you about the subject we're going to talk about today. Um, we are super excited about the Big Confidence event. It's got guest speakers from Jessica Barkley, from Maggie G, Empowerment Coach, as well as Maya Henry, um, who is the current Young European International Miss, and as well as myself, and we will be doing Lots of different confidence exercises, empowerment exercises, um, public speaking. It's a great tool to get that confidence to go on stage. Super exciting. The tickets are £20 for Mind and they go directly to Mind. Um, all you have to do is put a £10 deposit. And for those of you who did buy tickets, <laughs> um, those deposits still stand. Those tickets still stand. Um, so... We have that, we have Pageant Con, which will be on the 22nd and 23rd of May. We have now changed it to a weekend because, of course, the weekend it was meant to be on as well. Things are opening back up again, events will happen, and it is basically the weekend before the big, massive Pageant Girl weekender where we have Miss International, Miss Teen Pageant Girl, Miss Pageant Girl, and UK's National Miss, all of the age divisions. So... Of course, your girl is going to be competing in the Miss section. Very nervous, very excited. And as I said, I'm super nervous because as a coach, <laughs> there's an extra pressure on you to deliver. Now, for me, there's not the pressure of the stage because I'm having hip surgery. So the walk, I'm going to walk whatever walk I'm going to be able to do in heels at that point. <laughs> The interior, however, there is some pressure. But let's not talk about me. Let's not talk about all the other amazing things we have for charity. So if you are interested, of course, let us know. Today's subject, we are going to be talking all about the pageant finalist handbook. Now, I was asked about this. And I was like, oh, the handbook is this, this. And I was like, oh, no, the finalist pack you get. And I was like, oh, <laughs> red faced me. Because whenever I think of handbook, I think of the ultimate pageant handbook is the book that we've written. But yes, when you are a finalist, when you are a confirmed finalist for a pageant final, um, you get sent a finalist handbook. Um, so the finalist handbook is a booklet pdf form it could just be a simple email written out it'll have all the information you need about competing not all the information though this is where you need to read between lines i'm going to tell you about how to expand further into what you receive how to do your own research into it and how to use that book to you know guide yourself <laughs> into uh, the best crowning year the best finalist year that you can have as a finalist um so 
of course you would have gone on the website first and clicked your submission to enter. Now this is very important because you should usually tick a, bo- tick a box saying you've read the terms and conditions, which I hope you have. Um, <laughs> basically, the terms and conditions are very, very important because it will tell you what you can and can't do. So for example, if you're entering a pageant where there's an age limit, you'll see that terms and conditions. Um, of course, with COVID, it's changed a lot of positions. Um, but yes, with that age limit, you will see. So you're not going to enter a pageant if you're like, for my, myself, I'm 31. And <laughs> I'm not going to enter a pageant where the cutoff date is 30, you know, 18 to 30. I'm not going to enter that cutoff because I know that I missed the age cutoff. I know that. I know what it says in my birth certificate. Um, you can lie about your age all you want, but your documents say your date of birth. Um, the same as if I'm entering a pageant where it specifically says no mothers. Like, you can't enter if you've had a child. Now, I know there's a lot of drama and a lot of stigma around this. Um, but there are some systems and... You have to think that there are some systems that will rely on the international ruling rather than the national ruling. So you're not going to enter a pageant that accepts you in the UK, yet when you go to internationals, you're not accepted because you're a mother. Um, or you're married, and it's a missed pageant. The same as there are rules and regulations where, and this is where you want to read into it, where if you're a married contestant, you can't go for a divorce um throughout your time as a miss queen i mean you can have the divorce procedures but i mean of course sometimes it takes up to a couple of years so you might be safe of the year um but there are some that allow it because i know for um when i was competing in uh yummy our missus queen at the time dawn um she was separated from her husband but she was still classified legally as a missus so you're still legally misses that's fine that would come under the terms of contract the same as um if you're a miss you can't be a missus like if you're if you're going to get married then you would enter the missus category so um that's why some contestants are in the missus category and have a missus title even though they're not married yet because by the time it gets to internationals they would be competing as a missus so that's where you have to look at the term condition and looks look at requirements of entry because there are some categories that you'll be a miss if you've had a child um and once again these are set from like internationals so if it's a national pageant there's a lot more scope for um like the ages and the requirements and things like that so it's always good to look because also with the terms and conditions it's you know there's the if for any reason you wouldn't be able to compete like the international like compete for internationals you might have to pay back the international prize um you know one one of the reasons of you entering an international pageant or national pageant that leads to internationals is you want to go to internationals, so you want to make sure that you can go. That's one of the big rules. And as we know, COVID has changed a lot of that this time. However, there are a lot of uh, a lot of things on that one. But 
It also says about, of course, the behaviour of a queen. Now, this is very important because if there are things that you do on your social media that could be classified as slander, that could be classified, you know, as hurtful, bullying to someone, this could decrown you. And this is why you want to make sure that you are aware of what can happen should you win. Um, and that's what the terms and conditions are and, you know, the code of conduct um, of everything. Which leads me to one more thing before we discuss more about the finalist um, pack is girls of OnlyFans. So myself, personally, I do not have a problem with OnlyFans at all. It's how you get your money. It's your body. You're consenting to it. You are owning it, girls. Like, yes, get that money. Um, and especially as well, we had this debate with the whole Miss GB thing with Zara. Um, and I think one of my tweets was actually featured because I said it's not the fact that, you know, it was the act. Pageant girls are allowed to, and I know they're younger listeners, but pageant girls, as long as it's consensual, you're allowed to, you know, have a healthy sex life. You're allowed to talk about these things. You're allowed to, you know, discuss things like this. However, if you're under contract and it goes against your contract, that's where it gets taken away. And that's what happens with the whole love violence situation. And that's what happens sometimes with um, pageant girls with OnlyFans account. You are allowed to have one, you're allowed to celebrate, etc. etc. However, there are international rulings. For example, if you're competing in a pageant that goes to internationals and they are against, you know, topless pictures or things like that, that's what you have to consider. Like, for myself, there's a photo that I haven't released from my maternity set because it was frowned upon um the American system. Um because it insinuated that I'm naked. <laughs> Definitely not. I could not get naked at that point. I was so pregnant. Um it hurt just to do that. The back the back just like girl my hip. Um but this is where you have to you know be careful um with it all. So more power to you if you were. I, I'm really sad and sometimes when people say that, you know, and there can be there can be a bitchiness in the pageant industry when it comes to things like that. But for me, it's completely okay. But I say if clients are willing to do that or want to do that, then look at the pageants that you're competing in. Does it go against their rules? Talk to the director. You know, talk to the director about it. Um. And say, you know, is this allowed? Check before you put down any money. Because then you don't want to waste your money for um, competing in a sponsorship when you wouldn't be able to do it. So, going on to what is in your finalist pack. In your finalist pack, you have details of where the finalist are actually happening. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good thing to start with. Where the pageant finals are happening, if it's a venue, if it's a hotel... Usually, if it's a hotel, there could be a discount code. Um, sometimes, depending. Um, so, with that, you'll know exactly what days to book, if you need to book a hotel. And you can plan accordingly in your budget. So, you enter the pageant, you've got six months of pageant time. Like, right, okay, so let's book the hotel now. Most things, like if you do it on booking.com, are like book now, pay on the day, so you can schedule that. There are usually cheaper deals, um, but they're non-refundable. 
of course, you can still change the dates. Um, I think my hotel booking for Yummy has been changed three times now. <laughs> um, but they do allow you to do that, um, which is good. <laughs> which is good. We like that. Um, but yeah, they have that. Then they usually have the rounds that you're competing in and any additional rounds as well sometimes they will have the awards so let's explain a little bit more about that so usually you'll have an open round and there'll be a color that you need to wear and for most pageants the open round is not a judged round the open round is perfect because yes sometimes you get to have a little bit of fun um which is always exciting However, um, it's a great chance for you to get out all those nerves. So it's the first time you hit stage, you're on there, you get to do a little dance. Don't worry too much about the dancing. It's not, it's not an issue. It's not anything like that. Um, but yeah, just a chance to have fun, just to enjoy yourself and get out all those nerves before the judged rounds. Then usually there'll be fashion wear, swimwear, evening wear, sportswear, themed rounds. And usually with the packs, they will have photos of past queens or past contestants to give you an example, a little visual of what you can wear for those rounds. There'll be a little explanation about the round, what they're expecting. Um, some do have the percentage of um, how much that round is going to be scored by. If you would like to know, you can, of course, ask. Most judging, uh, Most systems do say the percentage um, which I think is a good thing like of course like for Miss Teen Great Britain and Junior and Little uh, the interview marks are 50% and then 25-25 for fashion and evening Um, for Yummy it's 25 split each way for interview fashion red white and blue and evening there are pageants that have a photogenic element that will be a percentage you know Royal have their um speech before their interview so you have a you have a 45 second speech and then you go into a two-minute interview um so there are loads of different elements to different pageant systems of what you have um so finding out is important they talk about that they have the visual and of course then they talk about interview like what sort of things so diving a little bit deeper into that so it won't say what sort of outfits you should wear It'll give you a general idea of what to wear, you know, what you feel comfortable in. The same with interview, but it's not going to provide you any interview questions. It's not going to provide you um, with anything like that. Um, so that is your job then, <laughs> your job as a finalist to go, okay, so there's no questions, no interview questions there. So what you're going to do is search online for interview questions, booking coaching, uh, look at different questions watch the finals if there's any live like on stage questions then you can adapt and go okay so these are sort of questions i'm going to ask so this is sort of focus that i'm going to do on the same with the outfits you can look at past pictures of finalists of what they've worn and um, more so you can watch the live streams of the pageant finals that's already happened get a general idea of what you want to walk out on stage with because you might have an idea in your head and then when you go to execute it you're like no this doesn't work <laughs> this does not work at all um but yes so 
watching the finals, looking at past things, looking at the actual pageant page in itself, because there'll be many visual representation of the past queens and things like that. This is not the opportunity to then like go, okay, so last year they had a blonde winner, last year they had a plus size winner, so it's not going to be this year, so I'm not going to enter this pageant, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Conspiracy theories, we do not need them in pageants because every finalist, every person who wins a crown is different. And even if there is a chance that they look visually the same, they bring different aspects to it. And that's why we have the interview portion that does separate a lot of people because the interview, as I said, is the first chance. And of course, that is why we have our interview course, the ad that extra sparkle interview masterclass but let's stop the promotion and go back into the finest pack so then it will talk about um it might say stuff to bring so it might say of course about your appearance book about items to bring um different rounds like the additional rounds so there'll be some additional rounds some people have catwalk additional rounds so it might be um so for igm they had casual wear which was an additional round and the spokes model um, spokesperson award was a separate round so separate payment um so that allowed um them to go on stage before the judge rounds as well also it's great to get trophy it's great to get you know win those additional rounds and you want to make the time you want to get the most out of your pageant journey don't you (laughs) and the more times you're on stage the better the experience but of course, you don't have to enter all the additional rounds. So I think it's a great chance. Um, it really is. So with all of that, we have the additional rounds. It could be things that they're awarding on as well that you don't have to do additionally. Um, so for myself, we do a um, Sparks of My Stones Aspire to Inspire Award every year at Yummy, And they submit an essay. There could be an award for... Um, most stylish queen, um, the spirit of the pageant, congeniality, publicity, charity. There may also then be information about the charity that they're fundraising for. Now, not every pageant has a chosen charity, um, so there might not be anything about that. There could just be a information about um, platforms or charity work saying that you know it's up to you if you'd like to do that um there's no charity here but for the pageants that do have a chosen charity there'll be a little bit about the charity um the charity number very important when you're fundraising and a little bit about what they do and and where the money goes and going on from that there'll then be an appearance section so it will tell you a little bit about what classifies as an appearance, what you would like to do, how you can get it out. Some pageant packs have like a a set press release. So if you were to send off to any local papers, they have like a little set format and you just add your name and a little bit about you. Um, They have that or they have a set appearance form as well that you can do. Now, if the pageant has extra points for appearances they will have that in writing of how many appearance points you get so for example for galaxy they have you can get a cap of 10 extra bonus points let me rephrase that 10 appearances 
then it's capped. So anything after that is fine. And you get 0 0.5 marks for it. So in, in total, five bonus points before the final. So, of course, they would count for your appearances. And then if it doesn't go into much detail about appearances, if you're really confused about appearances, there's so much... So much stuff now that you can find out. Of course, we talk a lot about appearances in our handbook. We have it on our um, page and videos. There are lots of different um, pageant places like Pageantland have a thing on appearances. And of course, if you're stuck, ask your director. That's the most important thing because they put as much information as they can in the finest pack. And if you ask a question and they say it's in the pack, it's going to be in the pack. But if there's something that's not in the pack, then ask them because you'll find it. And if you're feeling like it's a bit confusing to look at at the start, then ask other finalists, talk to queens. That's what the queens are there for. Especially if I loved it as a queen when I won and I'd have um, contestants message me about things. This was before I started like coaching, coaching for Sparkles. I used to just coach locally. Um, so this is 2017, 2018, and I used to love when people ask me about questions about pageantry and about the pageant in general, and makes you feel a little bit wanted <laughs> as a queen, make us feel a little bit wanted, but the pageant finalist handbook is there to give you as much information as possible into that system's pageant, and it will give you the information, as I said, like the booking the categories where you should be so for example if you have a child you might be in the miss compared to the miss even your age like if you're planning to get married you know etc etc it will have information about what rounds you need to uh, compete in your outfits it will have a little bit about appearances it will have charity if there's a charity element and it will have a structure of the day of what's happening so you'll have an artillery of you know what time you should be there and timing is very important don't be late to registration because some systems will mark you down on that um so where you are on registration then the rehearsals interview timings once again don't be late for your interview um and then, of course, the final rounds. Uh, as well as that, it will have information about the sponsors of the pageant and also if there are hair and makeup artists there. Sometimes that information is released later as well. So, saying all of that, um, it is enough information there, but it's not the information that's going to get you to the finish line. And that is where, of course, pageant coaches come in, um, pageant books, like we'll see our one, masterclasses, YouTube videos, podcasts like this. There's so much information out there for pageant girls, for pageantry, that the finest book is that little guideline for you for this pageant. And then you can go, okay, so then I need to go to this shop to get this outfit or I want to get it designed, so I'm going to go here. Um, I want to work on my fitness, so I'm going to join a gym um, and get a program done. Um, I want to work on my walk, so I'm going to book a walking coach. I want to work on my interviews, so I'm going to book an interview coach. Um, I want to work on my outfit, so I'm going to book a stylist. Um, and look, I want to work on my platform, so I'm going to talk to someone about my platform. And, you know, 
And then, of course, there are people that can do all of those. As I said, we've, we do coaching for walks, interview. We help with outfits. We help with this. We help with that. But there are, of course, separate things. If you want to do separate coaches, there's all together. There's different coaches. There's so many of us. Um, <laughs> but just giving you the option there, there's li- lots of different scopes for you to go in to go. The finalist book is not... It'll give you... Um, the surface information, if you want to go deeper into it, that's when you start to do your research into, you know, what works with your body shape and your skin colour, what works um, with your category, with your age, you know, what works with how to get the best of your personality out in your interview, what platform do you want, what charity do you want to support, are you going to do a fundraising event, are you not, what counts as an appearance, what doesn't count. And that's where you'd read into it. You would ask your director, you would ask other pageant queens. And of course, with this, you will get some conflicting <laughs> advice. So it's, who do you believe? <laughs> who do you believe? Um, but appearances now have changed slightly because, of course, we've had COVID. So a lot of online, a lot of social media appearances now count. Um, but it's up to you what you put in your appearance folder. And yeah, it's up to you what you want to represent. At the end of the day, it's, how are you going to represent yourself at this pageant system? So that is what you have to think about. How are you going to represent the best version of you? That's for your appearances, that's for your interview, that's for your stage presence, everything. How do you want to represent you? I hope this has helped for those who are asking all about the pageant finalist uh, handbook. Of course, not to get confused with the actual pageant handbook, the ultimate pageant handbook, which is ours that we sell and that goes way 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 into detail um with 372 pages full of it um but yes when you receive that booklet or when you receive the email for the information take that as your gospel and yeah make sure that you have it there um make sure that you can refer to everything and just yeah enjoy your past journey make it last um don't be afraid to ask questions whether it's to your director, whether it's to past queens, current queens, to coaches, to anyone, we're all here to help you and to, you know, and that's what it is, it's a sisterhood, it's a pageant sisterhood, that's what we're here for, you know, to help build each other up, you know, not tear each other down. I always have people asking me in my category, um, and I'm not going to say no just because they are my direct competition, because that's not how it works, that's not how it works. Um, so... <laughs> I hope this has found you well. I hope you have an amazing Easter weekend and eat all the chocolate you can. Um, Pageant World will soon be opening again and I'm super buzzing for it. Um, So thank you all for listening to this podcast.